presence that we feel. We're blessed, God, to be in your house one more time this Tuesday night. We commit, God, this service into your hands. God, and we commit our life into your hands, Jesus. We bless you tonight. Can somebody just lift your hands and your voice? You just want to bless the Lord with me together. We magnify you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is an undoubtable sweetness and presence of the Lord that's in this house tonight. How many can feel that? How many are thankful for that? Y'all just want to lift your hands. Let's just say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Amen to everybody that has come to the house of the Lord again tonight. What an honor it is to see you and to worship the Lord with you. Amen. We are among all people unbelievably powerfully blessed. Um, boy, I, I never, I am still just like so amazed at what God did around here Sunday night. I, I've been, it's been hard for me to even ask God for, I've just been like, thank you, Jesus, for everything. Anybody else feel that way? Thank you, Jesus. Look where we are, everybody. Praise God. And right when we thought it couldn't get any better, here comes the bishop. Praise the Lord. This is a blessed place. Blessed place. Love you, Bishop Frost. I want to take this opportunity and say thank you to Pastor and Sister Bradford and their family for their kindness and friendship to my wife and I. And it's pretty cool because, you know, when the pastor's here, they just give you the side eye for bragging on him. But he's not here, so I can brag on him all I want. <laughs> You're blessed with the finest here at GBFPC. Aren't you thankful for your pastor and pastor's wife and their family? Man, thank you, Jesus. And I want to also thank this church family for getting behind your pastor's vision, upholding his hands. There ain't no telling, man, what God's got in store for this church. You marked my wife and I with your kindness, your love, just being who you are. And you've also marked the ministry that God has placed in our lives. Tonight, I've got another long-term goal. I know in the president's cabinet, oftentimes they get weary working with a second-term president in his last, I don't know, six to 12 months, and they call him a lame duck because he's just worried about what's going to happen when he leaves, you know. And in this this portion of the revival that's happening here at GBFPC, I've been, I've just been looking, just been praying, God help me to give whatever I can to help push everybody to the next level of the revival that's going to be happening here in this city, in this church. And the Lord directed my heart and mind through this week to to, to something I want to touch on tonight. It's a long-term goal. It's one that's going to be accomplished in the days to come. But I do believe that the Lord will help us in this Bible study tonight. We're going to look at the light. The light. 
And we're going to look at the light from different angles in Scripture. If the Lord will be kind and help us, we're going to end on a challenge that will propel us into the next phase or the next level of personal revival. I believe the Lord will help us. Turning in our Bibles to the first book that was ever written by Moses. This is the book of Genesis, the first chapter. Now, you can't go to sleep on me tonight. Just say amen if you're still awake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And evening and morning were the first day. This, these five scriptures that we've read tonight are not just our launching point, but they're literally the outline that I am going to use for this Bible study tonight, if the Lord will help us. Can we clap our hands together and thank God for what he's about to do in this house? We bless you, Jesus, and we thank you. We honor you, God, the bottom of our heart to the depth of our soul. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. The Lord bless you this Tuesday evening. You may be seated. Thank you for standing as long as you have. I like the way that our Bible starts out. Those first four words literally encapsulate the full sentiment of the word of God. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. When you come to God, one of the first things that you have to understand and the first thing you've got to believe is that God is. Amen. And that he is also a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You cannot get above God. You cannot get beside him. You, you, God is. He is. He says in Revelation 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. He which which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. God has always been from eternity past until eternity future. God was there and God will be there. Let me put it this way. Before you were ever a twinkle in your mom and dad's imagination or in their minds, God was there. And when before you ever got into the situation that you might find yourself in, God was there. And when you move through the situation that you might be living in, God will still be there. Even when the earth was without form and void, when there was a word that is used here, darkness, D 
darkness, which literally, it means literal darkness, as you can imagine, but it also means misery, destruction, death, sorrow and wickedness. It's amazing because this same word darkness is used when the Lord is speaking to his people in Deuteronomy the 28th chapter and he says if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God and if you will not observe to do all of his commandments you're going to be one of those that grope in noonday as the blind might grope in darkness he's not only referring to a literal darkness but he's also referring to a spiritual darkness because in Deuteronomy 28 in 28 in the preceding verse he says you're going to be smitten with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart so when the Bible says that darkness was upon the face of the deep he's talking also about a spiritual a climate that was there that invited crazy things and crazy spiritual authorities to take place in fact in darkness the Bible says in John 3 and 19 that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. So we see this battle that had begun and commenced in Genesis 1 is still happening today. Darkness versus light. Darkness versus light. But I've got a flash. This is just a little just teaser. The darkness will never overcome the light. The darkness will never overcome the light. I'm thankful tonight for the light that shines and that shines bright. And we see that in that darkness, the Spirit of God began to move. And when, oh, that's why darkness will never overcome the light, because God's on the move. When God gets on the move, he starts creating things. And God, when he began to move, he began to speak into some things. And he said, let there be. And there was. That's the beautiful thing about the authority that comes with the name and the, the word that God sends. When God sends a word, oh boy, I've got to be careful tonight. His word will not return unto him void. So it may be a dark situation. But why don't you just begin to pray? God, would you move? And God, would you speak? You may not be able to see your hand in front of your face or how the dark situation is going to end. But you can say this. God, would you move? And God, would you speak? It's amazing because the psalmist said, create in me a, a, a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Did the psalmist understand what he was saying and who he was calling on? He was not saying, God, reshape or renew or reconfigure, but he was calling on the creative power of the God in Genesis 1. I don't want you to take this old heart and make something new, but what I want you to do God is begin to move and like you created light I want you to create a new heart in me I'm here to tell you a friend of mine God is still in the creating business 
And after God created the light, he separated it from darkness. 2 Corinthians 6 and 14 says, it says, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath a righteousness with unrighteousness? Unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness? It's amazing because where the light is, darkness cannot be. You might be one of those that just received the Holy Ghost and you're wondering what's going on in my life. I don't feel comfortable with the friends I used to run with and I'm not comfortable being at the places that I used to visit and patron often. Let me tell you what's going on. It's God is separating you from darkness. So don't be offended when you don't seem to click with the old ways and the old friends because God has spoken and he's created a new heart in you and he's separating you from darkness. Praise God. Am I doing all right? Hallelujah. What? What? So it's 2 Corinthians. I'm going to move down to verse 16. And he says, For ye are the temple of the living God. It's God that said, I am going to dwell in them and I'm going to walk in them. And in verse 17, and he says, Wherefore, because of this light that has shined, as a result of this light that has shined, he says, Come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing it's amazing because when God asks you to do something it's like he takes two steps toward you and he says come out from among them but he doesn't stop there verse 18 says I am going to be a father unto you and you're going to be my sons and my daughters saith the Lord I want to declare plainly to everybody in this Bible study tonight we are people of of the light we are people of the light we are people of the light in the beginning was the word and the word uh, was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God we're talking about Gen this is a companion scripture to Genesis 1 1 through 5 but John 1 1 through 5 says this and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and that life was light and the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehends it not light is more than photons bouncing off of the walls and coming into the rods and cones of your eye and distinguishing colors, shapes, and sizes. Light is more than just a feeling. Light is truth, and light is the gospel. Oh, my. It was... Saul, a man that was breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples in the ninth chapter of Acts. He, was, he, he had letters uh, to Damascus from the synagogue and he was on his way to execute those letters. And the Bible says suddenly in Acts 9 and 3, there shined round about him a light from heaven. 
And later he recounts in 2 Corinthians 4 and 3, but if our gospel be hid, it's hint to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded, hath darkened the mind of them which believe. And then he stops and he says, lest that light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto him. How many in this house are thankful for the day that the light shined where you were and you thought you were doing right and you thought you had everything together but something from heaven shined in on you and said this is the way walking in it. I'm thankful for the light. Light is more than a visual thing. It's more than a feeling. It's more than truth. Oh, boy, I love this. Uh, the light is more than the gospel. I'm here to tell you that the light is God himself. For in John 8 and 12, then Jesus spake unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. First John 1 and 5, the same writer says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to that city where the lamb is the light. I'm thankful I have a relationship with, oh my, anybody want to raise your hands and thank God for the gospel light that shines. may wonder what it is that you feel in this house. I'm here to tell you what you feel those unbidden tears that may come to your eye and that, that welling up that may be in your heart is nothing less than the voice of our heavenly creator calling you out of your darkness and he's inviting you into his marvelous light. First Peter 2 and 9, but you, 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 you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people but you're now the people of God you had not obtained mercy but now but now but now you have obtained mercy he's not just calling you to preen and shine with the glory of the light. But First John 1 and 7, the same writer who wrote John 1 and 1 through 5 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Is it all right if I take a moment here and just shine the light? You got time for me to shine the light? Amen. Without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh and justified in the spirit seen of angels priest unto the Gentiles believed on in the world and received up into glory. I'm thankful for the revelation that God became man. That God became flesh for my sins and he nailed them to 
a cross so that I might step out of my darkness, my confusion, my hurt, my brokenness, and walk in the light with him. This light is powerful. It doesn't matter how dark your world may be. I'm inviting you. Step into the light. No darkness can overcome the light. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, I'm thankful for the light. Oh, yeah. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm thankful for the light. Hallelujah. It's amazing because the actual terra firma that we live on, that we live in, and I'm coming quickly to a close. Earth has no source, you got to follow me now, of light. But it requires a heavenly body to shine light on it. So also, we as earthly beings need a heavenly source of light to shine into us. And the way to access the light, I know we all might know this, uh, but Peter said uh, in Acts 2 and 38, uh, the way to identify and to get access to the light uh, is by repenting of your sins, uh, being baptized in the beautiful name of Jesus, uh, and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and that same spirit uh, that quickened Jesus from the dead, uh, if it dwells in you, uh, you also are going to be quickened uh, in your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. See, you're called, you're called out to come into the light, not just for your own glory, but for the glory of God. We are called out and separated, and God's created in us a beautiful thing. First Thessalonians 5 and 4, Apostle Paul says it this way, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. But ye are children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night and we're not of darkness. It is literally in, in Proverbs 20 and 27, the spirit of man, your spirit, is the candle of the Lord that searches the inward parts of the belly. And I'm really coming close to my ending right now. Matthew 5 and 14, you are the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. You have a responsibility to shine, shine, shine. We're all thinking it. I think we all should put up our finger and sing this little light of mine, honey. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah. Let, oh, boy. I would do it, but pastor's not here to clean it up. Praise God. Music, come help me. It's no doubt. This is the message tonight. It's no doubt in any of our minds that we are living in a dark, 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 evil hour. But God, hallelujah, Jesus, has given a solution for the darkness. Y'all still with me tonight? Anybody want to know God's solution for the darkness? It's amazing. Let's go to Genesis 1. I'm, for the sake of time, I'm going to the, I'm gonna get to the point here. 
Genesis 1 and 16. And God, after he created light, made two great lights. The greater light to rule by day and the lesser light to rule by night. Verse 17, and he set them in their proper place in the firmament. That reminds me of Ephesians 2 and 6 where the Lord said, where the writer said and, and, and the Apostle Paul that he has raised us up together and caused us to sit in heavenly places. And he didn't just stop there, but he gave him a purpose to give light upon the earth. And he said, I want the greater light to rule over the day. And I want the lesser light to reflect the light of the sun. And I want it, oh my, to give light and to divide the light from darkness. And when the sun and the moon got in harmony, God looked upon it and said, that's good. Okay, you got to follow me now, okay? The moon is not the source of light, but the moon reflects the light. Brothers and sisters, we aren't the source of the light, but we've been called to reflect the light. And so the answer to the darkness in this earth, oh God, is for the children of the light to arise to their heavenly place. And don't leave and find your perfect place in relation to the sun. I did something sneaky right there. You see, I just changed that from S-U-N to S-O-N. Y'all see what I just did there? Find your place and direction to the sun. And just shine. The answer to Bakersfield is in government. The answer to the the problems that we're facing in the United States, boy, I got to be careful here. I'm sure thankful for every governor that's doing their best writing legislation, but that ain't the answer. Baby, I'm looking at the answer right in this house. You are the answer. You are the light. You are the only hope that this world has. It doesn't need light from some other source. The earth has no source, but the source of light that shines in this earth comes from a heavenly place. stand together. Oftentimes we quote a song saying, the darker the night, the brighter the light. I remember reading a book by Dostoevsky, the Russian writer. And that's really not how the saying goes. The saying really says, the darker the night, the brighter the stars. The darker the night, the brighter the saints, the heavier the darkness, the heavier the responsibility is on you and I to shine as bright as we can.
Y'all ready for tonight's message? That was just the foundation. You guys ready for tonight's message? I mean, boy, somebody wake up in here. Praise God. Hallelujah. I invited, I took my liberty tonight, and I invited somebody else to preach the message. His name is Isaiah. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Isaiah 60 and 1. This is the message for tonight. You guys can shine it up here on these big. Arise, Bakersfield, GBFPC. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse number two. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. But it doesn't stop there. Verse number three. And the Gentiles are going to come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Hallelujah. Verse number four. This is the last verse of the message. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All that gather themselves together, they come unto you. Your sons shall come from far, and your daughters shall be nursed at thy side. You know what I hear the voice of God saying? Brother Brock, let there be light. T-Rockets, let there be light. Brother Laren, let there be light. Sister Brock, let there be light. Devon, let there be light. To every, Sister Chloe, uh, let there be light. Everybody in the house, I hear the voice of God saying, he's creating again. And he's saying, let there be light. <laughs> well, you know what the next phase of revival is? For the lesser lights. And the word that was used, you guys can step forth and help me bring this thing to a landing, was let the lesser light Rule, rule, rule in the night. So as apostolics, as members of GBFPC, water, water baptized and Holy Ghost filled, I don't think there's any place we need to walk in with our head tucked down. You that kind of come to outreach on Saturday at 10.30, there ain't no reason to be hoping you don't get an answer at the door, but you walk with the posture of, I'm ruling. And I, I oh, you know what the word I'm going to use is? I've got dominion over this city. I've got dominion over this darkness. And when the spirit of fear and all of hell's demons come again, 
against you. You just make sure you're in line with the sun and you take dominion over it and say, I'm shining the light on it. I'm shining the light on it. I'm shining the light on it, honey. I'm taking dominion. Every altar call, every saint of God ought to step forward and say, Oh, this place is called the well. And in this place, we're going to take dominion. And the light is going to shine. Anybody want to come right now and shine your light? Just get in, get in, get in proper position. Get in proper alignment. And let's let the light shine right now. Use me, God. Help me, God. Make me, God. Shape me, God. Mold me, God. I'm here to shine the light. That's it right there. Anybody want the Holy Ghost? Anybody want to come out of darkness tonight? Tonight. Somebody that wants to pray and wants to shine your light and take dominion? Is there a backslider that wants God to deliver them? I say, let your light so shine before 